Got me a stool? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you can keep it. <laughs> oh, mercy. Everybody's a comedian. <laughs> you, give, you give somebody a microphone and all of a sudden they start taking, taking liberties. All right. So Joshua chapter 24, tonight we're going to look at a, a subject as we are still looking at the home. It's a subject where a lot of Christians do not have a biblical worldview. Oh, I'm saved. I got a biblical worldview. Wait, I t- haven't told you what we're going to talk about. Back in the 50s, there was a man by the name of Norman Vincent Peale. He was a psychologist. And let me tell you, psychologists do not have biblical worldviews in the secular world. I'm not saying that there cannot be Christian psychologists. But he came out... And he taught against discipline. He taught against spanking your children. And the world bought into it. And look what we have today. Actions with no consequences. He said, well, they're little. They're not making any big consequences. If we don't deal with it when they're little, the police will have to deal with it when they're older. Our world has changed. And unfortunately, there are many Christians that believe that spanking your child is wrong. And that is wrong. It's not Bible. Do you know know where spanking came from? Right here. Don't get quiet on me. We hadn't even started. And people that disagree, oftentimes, I'll have people, well, I just don't believe that. I can show you what I believe and why I believe it from God's word. You can't show me from God's word why you believe that I'm wrong. In this area, at least. Well, I just don't think. It doesn't matter what we think. Don't don't get quiet. What matters for the believer, we are to have a biblical world view. Amen. We are to look at what God said, and what God said is right. Not what a doctor said, not what a psychiatrist said, not what some book said, not what some post on YouTube or Facebook or TikTok or Instagram or wherever else you want to go, what does God say? Let me tell you, our homes will be strong when we follow 
God's plan. We've got to get back to it. And you say, well, pastor, I don't have to deal with it because, because my kids are already grown and gone. No, you still have influence. And for you to use your influence properly, you have to have a biblical worldview. What does God say? Amen? So tonight, we're not going to look at what pastor says. We're going to look at what God says. Okay? And so when I think about this passage of Scripture, Joshua, he gets up and he says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, this declaration was a declaration that Joshua made when Joshua was already older in years. His children were were grown, and Joshua is still making this declaration. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, it It was a statement. It was a statement of authority. It was a statement of, uh, I am deciding for me and my house. Now, your kids lose, leave your house, it's up to them. But he was determining for his house, he and his house, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, with that, that declaration was made while he was, his kids were grown. But the decision wasn't made after his kids were grown. You know when that decision needs to be make, made? Before you ever have kids. Amen. Those of you that are young and you're, maybe you're not married or you don't have children, uh, right now, now's the time to determine, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's the direction we're going to go. We're going to follow God. We're going to follow his precepts, his, his laws, his, his rules, his guidelines, the principles from Scripture, and we are going to follow the Lord. That decision needs to be made now. If you have children that are still young in the home, uh, you need to make that decision. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, as your children start to get older and into the teenage years, if you haven't already made those decisions, it's going to be harder, but you still need to make that decision as for me and my house we will serve the lord now joshua he was the the leader the nation's leader he he took the mantle from uh from moses and now as he is leading the nation of israel he he has a a lot of uh position and he's got a lot of authority but when you look back in Joshua's history, Joshua was a very successful leader in his own right. He was was a general, if you would. He led armies into battle. Joshua was a leader of men. Now, with that, a military man, a man in leadership of an entire nation, He understood authority. He understood the chain of command. He understood rank. Parents, let me me tell you something. You have rank on your kids. 
You don't have to pull rank, you have rank. Your kids do not have rank. They have an opinion. They do not have a right. Are we okay? Now, and I'll get to this in a second, we want to, to raise our children to be independent. We want them to be strong. We want them to be independent. And so as we are grow as they are growing and as they are maturing, they will they will then start to flex their muscles, if you would. They will try to stretch stretch their rights, opinions, and authority. But parents, don't let that change your direction. You will stand before God for your home. I think we've forgotten that in our nation. And we're just, case, sirrah, sirrah, whatever happens, happens. And that's not a, that is not a plan. We should have a plan on rearing our kids. We should have a plan on how we are going to live our life. And how do we determine that plan? Right here. God's revelation to us, his word. So here we uh, look at this. Tonight I want to speak to you on the subject, deciding on discipline. Deciding on discipline. And you'll see the rest of it here in a few moments. Father, I do pray that you'd help us. Uh, Lord, I know it's warm in here tonight, and I pray that uh, though this is a topic of uh, highly contested uh, philosophy, I pray that you would help us to adopt and adapt to your will, uh, your principles, uh, not just our own, our own ideas or what we think. Lord, help us to stop and uh, put our ideas to the side and allow the Word of God uh, to, uh, full, uh, to uh, mold and uh, form our ideas. And so uh, help us tonight. May our homes be strengthened, our, our young people, may they be protected, uh, Lord, from all the damage that comes when there isn't that, that discipline and instruction and, and uh, uh, correction. So I pray that you would help us uh, bless our homes for Christ's sake. Amen. So here we, we look at this, and uh, Joshua here, as he understands that uh, rank and position, and uh, he understood orders and rules and laws, and uh, without them, there is just chaos. There's chaos. When there are no rules, there is chaos. When there is no leadership, there is chaos. Everybody can't be the leader. Everybody can't have their way and it not be chaos. So, 
So here, when we look at this, uh, we, we, we see that, uh, that that is a principle. That is a principle that Joshua understood. We see that uh, throughout Scripture. But without uh, rules and laws and uh, rank and uh, position, uh, there is chaos. Without them, uh, there is rebellion. Over the years, I've had people tell me, uh, you have too many rules and all you're going to do is breed rebellion. Rules have never made a, a, a rebel. Rules only reveal a rebel. Rules don't make a rebel. Rules just reveal a rebel. And so, so here, when we look at this, uh, discipline is the key to teaching and training. So take your Bibles, go to Proverbs chapter 23. We'll do a little bit of review. Uh, Proverbs chapter 23 and jot these verses down. Uh, if you don't have them jotted down, uh, because I want you to be able to go back to them later and uh, help you form uh, what God says about this area of discipline, specifically in corporal punishment. How many of you went to public school? How many of you, your public school had corporal punishment? How many of you were a beneficiary of that corporal punishment? <laughs> All right. And now that's gone. But when we look at that, now we have teachers in classrooms that have absolutely no authority. There's no consequences. I've seen the pictures when they design the schools in New York. They have staff hallways. The staff hallways are completely separate from the student hallways. Because the staff were not safe in the same student population. They have their own entrances from their own hallway into the classroom that is protected from the students in the class. No control. Chaos. That's not how it should be. So here when we look at this, Proverbs chapter 23, let's look at verse number 12. Proverbs 23 and verse 12. Uh, I, uh, Bella was asking me tonight, Papa, how do you preach? And how do you remember it all? I said, well, I put it on my, um, my iPad. And so she wanted to see. And so I showed her my notes and I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And uh, that's a lot. <laughs> Uh, so hang on, uh, it's a lot. Uh, Proverbs chapter 23 and verse number 12. Apply thine heart unto instruction and thine ears to the words of knowledge. Okay, so what is about to be given is wisdom and knowledge. And as the speaker is, is speaking this, he is saying you need to apply your ear to this. What he's saying is, hey, listen to me for a second. I want you to get this. Don't miss what I'm about to tell you. Okay? So here we have Solomon, 
the wisest man who has ever lived, he is now giving this to his son and he's expecting him to make sure that he is taking this truth and he is grabbing a hold of it. Uh, Verse number 13, withhold not correction from the child. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I said, please don't do that. Please. Stop. Please. You know what? Your child does not care how long you tell them to stop. They don't mind it as long as they get to keep doing what they want to do. Withhold not correction from the child. Well, Pastor, you can correct them without spanking them. Well, let's see here. There's a colon. The colon here, in punctuation, you are continuing the same thought. Uh, You are expounding on that thought that is stated. I'm looking over here at my English uh, major. Uh, You are expounding on the thought that was just given. Now you are going to explain it, uh, further explain it. So withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. What does that sound like? And I'm not talking about child abuse. We're not talking about abuse. That's a spanking. When I was in school, I knew every principle. My mom knew every principle on a first name basis. My principal in elementary school finally just drew, drove me home. Put me in his car and drove me home. Now, I am not with that. There were multiple times where there was a piece of wood about this long. The Board of Education was applied to the seat of learning. Now, with that, those, that was a process that was normal. If I got in trouble at school, I was not telling Ma. Absolutely not. Because if I got it at school, I was going to get it again at home. And we can go through, well, that's jump, double jeopardy and this, that, or the other. But you know what? It helped me. It helped me. The Bible is clear on this thing about correction. So he says in verse 13, withhold not correction from the child. Now, withhold, it means to keep back something that belongs to them. Something that is rightly theirs. So if you hold it back, if you withhold the correction, they earn something that is rightly theirs. I tell our teachers, you don't give a student demerits. The students earn demerits. 
It's not that we gave it to them. It was that they deserved it, they earned it, and the consequence of their actions, it was a result of that, and because of that, they earned these demerits. And God says, withhold not correction. Don't hold back this correction. And he goes on to tell us that this correction is the, the, uh, the rod of correction. And he says in verse 14, we're continuing on. He says, thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. Too many look at it and say, well, you're, you're teaching, you, you are teaching them to be violent. No, you are teaching them that there are consequences for actions. Consequences. And with this, those consequences have got to be severe enough to where they do not continue whatever the action was that you're correcting. The guys can go into the stores right now and up to what, $975, $900, they can steal up to that $900, and when they uh, get away, uh, even if the police catch them, all they will get is a citation and they will not even be arrested. No consequences. So why should we not steal? Well, we shouldn't steal because of God's word. But with that as well, the teaching should be that we are helping our children understand that there are consequences. So they learn to do right. So he says here in verse 14, Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. My son, if thine heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice even mine. Now, what is that? If you take this instruction and you discipline your child, then as a grandparent, I am going to see this and my heart is going to rejoice. Why? Because I am going to see that my my children, my grandchildren are being corrected and it is going to change their life in the future. He said, my heart, if you are wise, if you are listening, uh, my heart shall rejoice. Yea, my reign shall rejoice when thy lips speak right things. Let not thine heart in thee sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. For surely there is an end. And thine expectation shall not be cut off. Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. Guide thine heart in the way. And so here uh, we find that uh, withhold is to keep back something. Uh, the word correction there, withhold not correction. The correction is the act of correcting, the act of bringing back uh, from error, from deviation, uh, bringing back to a just standard uh, is the term there. Uh, and so here, when, when we are correcting, when we are disciplining, when we are, uh, we are spanking, it is for the, uh, 
for the reality uh, to bring them back to a position that is right as according to a standard or a just place. Now, what was that tool of correction? It was a rod. Uh, bet uh, was the rod. It was a stick. It was used for walking, for ruling, for correcting, for fighting. And in context to this passage of Scripture, there was also a rod that was the rod of correction. And so uh, this rod uh, was for correction. He said, if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. If we cannot get the children to listen to us, how are we ever going to get them to listen to God? If they will not submit to us who they can see, How are they going to submit to a God to whom they cannot see? Now, I didn't write this. This this isn't pastor's word. It's God's word. Well, I don't like it. Well, don't like it, but still obey it. Amen. Still obey it. Now, with that, we're not talking about abuse. I've heard people use Proverbs 20. Go to Proverbs chapter 20 real quickly. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 30. Proverbs chapter 20. Self here, Proverbs chapter 20. And in verse number 30, The Bible says, the blueness of a wound cleanseth away evil, so do stripes the inward parts of the belly. Now, this right here is not in context of child rearing. There is nothing around this that talks about child rearing. God does not tell us to wound our children. Abuse is not acceptable. But you can discipline and you can correct and you can spank in a manner that will get their attention, in a manner that will correct their behavior and their soul. And that's the goal. And so here when we, when we use this... Uh, this, this word here, and, I, and I'm not going to look at the verses just for time's sake. Uh, I've got nine more pages of notes. Uh, and so, uh, uh, but, but with this, uh, you look at the verses ahead and you look at the verses behi- behind that, going to chapter number 21, and there is nothing around that. That is talking about adults. It's talking about men. Uh, this is consequences that happen to those that are being punished, and they are receiving the harshness of, uh, of correction as adults. The Bible tells us that the way of the transgressor is hard. 
the way of the transgressor's heart. So this blueness of the wound, it is not talking uh, about uh, our, our uh, uh, correction, our, our uh, discipline there. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 12 and verse number 10, the Bible says, For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are thereby exercised. And so uh, here with this, we see that uh, that profit, uh, that, uh, that correction, it, it, uh, the chastening, it yields something. It brings fruit. What is that fruit? The peaceable fruit of righteousness. The word righteousness is right living. The fruit of discipline is right living. Isn't that what you want for your kids? Absolutely. And God says how you get this, it's chastening. This is that correction. So right living brings blessings. It brings blessings. Right living doesn't bring jail. Right living doesn't bring all the harshness uh, of correction. Uh, it, is, it is a blessing uh, of that chastening. God chastens us. Why? Because he loves us. Why do we chasten our children? Because we love them. And we want that peaceable fruit of righteousness. We want to see that. Uh, so Proverbs 13, 15, the Bible says, Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of the transgressor is hard. And, and so we don't want to have that uh, as the result. So uh, several things tonight. Number one, discipline your children. Discipline your children. Now, Every bit of discipline does not need to be a spanking. I'm glad that every bit of correction that God gives to me isn't a spanking. Sometimes it's a talking to. Sometimes there's conversation that the Spirit of God has with me and gets my attention. And he corrects me, corrects me according to his word. He corrects according to the conviction uh, of the spirit of God in my life. He may use uh, a passage that we hear. It might be a message uh, that we hear. And God uses that. Sometimes it's even in a, uh, the message of music. And God will uh, bring something to our attention that we need to fix. And, and he will use that in our life. But we need to discipline our children. Uh, that decision needs to be made. Moms, dads, you need to make that decision that we are disciplining. And you've got to be on the same page. Your kids will know who's for it and who's against it. They will pitch you against each other. Our kids, they, they knew who would say yes on which areas. 
And sometimes they, they knew mom was going to say no, and so they came to me. Yeah, whatever. I'm good. Yeah. And if they knew that I was going to say no, they were, they were going to mom. They were going to try to figure that out. Uh, same thing with discipline. Uh, we've got to make sure that we are on the same page. It shouldn't be two sets of rules in the home. This, discipline your children. Number two, discipline comes in varying degrees. Varying degrees. So it might be removing privileges. So in the day that we are in, you take away devices, that's a great way to discipline. Maybe it's sending them to their room with no device. Rachel, if we sent her to the room with a book, it was vacation. So we had to figure out some other things. We sent David to his room with a book and it was torture. <laughs> I mean, it was just totally different. But you, you have to know your kids. But there's diff, there are uh, varying degrees. Maybe it's a phone, uh, games, devices, TVs, movies, uh, playing outside, uh, grounding them uh, from doing things that they would like to do. Don't ground your kids from spiritual activity. Well, they, they want to go to a youth activity. Praise the Lord. But let me say this as well. They don't want to go to an activity. Bring them anyway. Deb and I were talking about this the other day. Her dad, Brother Coates. Deb, Deb was not the athletic individual. She did not want to play baseball. It just wasn't what she did. Give her a book and she'll read a whole garbage bag of them in a in a week, she'll have them all gone. She was just a reader, avid reader. But she didn't like the sports. They'd have youth activities, and they would play baseball or some other activity. And she would want to stay home. But Coates was like, no, they're having an activity. You need to be there. Amen. You want your kids to be in a good environment as often as possible. Amen. It shouldn't be up for discussion. Why? Do you, do you let them choose whether they're going to brush their teeth? No. Take a bath? No. Why would we let them make spiritual decisions, a decision against something spiritual? Amen. I can see that we're all on the same page on that. So discipline comes in varying degrees, and uh, maybe it's grounding. Uh, maybe it's sent to their room. Uh, work should not be the main source of discipline. I'm not saying that there isn't ever things. If our kids said that they were bored, what was the job that you get to do? Pick up rocks. We lived in Washington. We had about an acre and a quarter. And 
Washington grows rocks. And we would give them a five-gallon bucket, and you got to pick up rocks. And they're like, I already got them all. No, you didn't. <laughs> Go back out. So front leaning rest or pick up rocks. Uh, but for the most part, uh, I, we didn't want work to be a form of discipline. We didn't want to associate work and that being bad. Work isn't bad. Uh, it's a good thing. Uh, but but there should be, it shouldn't be the main form. Uh, so where we're going tonight, spanking. Spanking. That is the form of correction that the Lord is talking about in Proverbs. It is such a divisive subject, but God is the one who told us to discipline our children in this way. Proverbs 23, 12, apply thine heart unto instruction and thine ears to the words of knowledge. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, thou, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. Uh, the, the statement, spare the rod, spoil the child, that's not Bible. Bible says in Proverbs 13, 24, he that spareth his rod hateth his son. I love my ch child too much to hit him. We're not hitting them. Thanking is correction. Don't, don't allow the world's philosophy to change definitions. It is correction. Amen. So he that spareth his rod hateth his son. I didn't say it. Get mad at God. Don't get mad at me. It's Bible. So here he says, he that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. Many times, time and time again, continually, there was a process of correction. It was going to be that you are going to correct your child, and that correction shows that you properly love them. Now, the younger the child, the sooner you have to discipline them because of their memory. You want to deal with that right off the bat. Um, uh, there has to be that association of what they did wrong and that, that uh, consequence. Uh, if you leave it go too long, then uh, they won't have that connection. It won't make any sense to them. So you want to correct them uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, they need to know, if I do this, this is what's going to happen. And then they get to a spot, I don't want that, I'm not going to do this. That's corrective. That is the goal. Little child goes over to the coffee table, pick up a vase, and you tell the child, no, don't do that. Put it down. Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. I remember when I was probably about seven or eight, they came out with those flat top, um, flat top stoves. There were no burners. They just had the yellow lines. 
And it was a white stove, and it had this really bright yellow. And I went over to that, and they kept saying, don't touch, that's hot. I don't know, that's four or five. And burn. I was with my great aunt. She's like, told you not to touch it. <laughs> there, there, there was nothing else going on. It was like, okay, we'll put something on it, but uh, that was about it. You didn't listen. That's what you get. You didn't listen. Uh, so uh, we, we, have to, we have to discipline. Uh, we we want to make sure that the child is going to listen to the instruction. Uh, and we want to make sure that we give them the discipline that is uh, in, it's determined by the response. Uh, the amount of discipline uh, is determined by uh, the response of that correction. So uh, if they are not listening uh, and they are disobeying, then there has to be that, uh, that correction. So if a toddler was touching something, most of the time it was just going to be after you told them, it was going to be just a slap on the hand. Uh, nothing major, but just enough to get their attention. Uh, if, if they keep on uh, doing that, you grab their little face and you look at them and say, don't touch. Slap them on the bottom. That diaper is protecting them for any, from anything. You say, you would spank a child in diapers? David, could you answer that question for me? <laughs> I'm not talking about just repetition. I'm talking about getting their attention. And that is, that is so important. So spanking. The issue of spanking is a big one. And I've had people ask me, Pastor, how should we spank? Can I get some help here? Uh, and Stephen, can you get these flowers down? So tonight I'm going to teach you how to spank a child. I have a volunteer. Thatcher, can you come help me, buddy? Yes, sir. All right. So, now, let me, let me say this. In California, it is legal to spank. You cannot use an object other than your hand. If you use an object other than your hand, it will be treated and deemed as abuse. So an open hand on the bottom, not on the back, not on the back of the head. So we're going to pretend that Thatcher lied. Now, Lying was a spanking offense in our home. You did not tell the truth, you would get a spanking. All right, so with that, we would have a place that we would meet with the child. I would sit, I would get them right in front of me, and I would ask them, do you know what you did wrong? What did you do? You lied. Are you supposed to lie? Did you know what was going to happen if you lied? You'd get a spanking. 
Now, I don't want to give you a spanking, but you disobeyed. And you not only made, and I'm going to say daddy, not only made daddy unhappy, you also made God unhappy. Because that's not how we're supposed to act. So because you disobeyed and because you lied, I'm going to give you three swats. You can cry, but you cannot scream. You understand? Okay, now, if he started to scream, so I would take him, put him to my legs, I'd grab both arms. So I'd grab both arms. Then I would pin these back legs. And I've got a perfect target. It's not going to cause me to hit him in the back. He's not going to be running all around and I'm trying to hang on to him. This has given me absolute control. I have the ability to spank him. And once I gave him those spankings, then I would put, bring him back up and I would tell him I love him. And that we needed to pray and tell Jesus you're sorry because you broke, you broke God's heart because you disobeyed. So we would pray together. I would have him pray and tell Jesus that he's sorry. Then afterwards, I would have him apologize to me. I would have him apologize to mom. And then, of course, I would hug on him and then there was a tickle fight or something that was going to go on. And when, by the time we left the room, there is a different countenance. Because God not only corrects us, once it's over, it's over. Once this is over and he does something else, are you, are you going to be just like you were a minute? No, that's gone. It's already been dealt with. It's not going to be brought back up. We're not going to go through it all over again because it's already been dealt with. So, so hear that correction. Now, if he starts screaming, let's say that I gave him a swat and, and he starts to fight me or he starts screaming, then I'm going to bring him right back up. Okay. Now, you knew that you were going to get three swats. But now, because you, diso you, you fought with me or because you were screaming, now you're going to get another one. Understand? Okay. After that, you say, next time, you're going to get 43 more. No, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Thank you, buddy. All right. Give him a hand. All right. Spanking. Spanking, discipline, it can be done right. It should not be done in anger. If you are upset, then you wait. You wait. If you, if you are embarrassed, do not spank your child. Mrs. Brown is waiting for it. I was on the platform. And I looked down, and my family always sat third row 
left side. And Jonathan, I mean, I would keep an eye on the kids and there was, if they were messing around, I, I would make eye contact. And when I made eye contact, they knew to sit up and they better, better make things right. Jonathan was sitting there and he was doing something wrong. And anyway, Deb got, was ready to take him out of the service. And if she took a child out of the service, somebody was getting whooped. And so she stands up to take Jonathan out in the middle of the service. And she was going to walk out the side doors. She stands up and grabs his arm and he drops to the ground. And he wrapped both legs around the pew. <laughs> and she tried to pull him up and she couldn't get him to let go. Everybody's watching. She sits back down. Well, let me tell you, after the service, she got him off of that pew. And uh, he, he did get it. But discipline, it, it is God's way of correction. We want to correct, we want to correct properly. So they know how to act. They know how to respond. And we want them to have a heart that's sensitive to God. So that correction, part of that way of submission and submitting to God's ways. And so a very important thing, don't have the world's philosophy on this thing called spanking. Have God's view. Let's look at things from God's perspective, not our own. Our homes will be blessed. Those of you that have grandchildren, you want your, grand, you want your children to properly discipline your, your grandchildren. You want that. Why? Because you want the peaceable fruit of righteousness. You want that right living. You want them to respond correctly. So important. And we've got to grab a hold of that. Father, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word. I pray that you'd help all of us tonight. Uh, bless our homes. Bless our uh, families. Uh, Lord, absolutely, we, we desire the blessings of God on our children and on these young people. And, and help them, Lord, to uh, follow your will, your way, your plan. And help those that are in uh, the, the authority, their parents, uh, Lord, to follow your principles and guidelines uh, so they can see uh, the fruit uh, that will come from it. And so I pray that you'd bless. Uh, bless this evening. For Christ's sake, we pray.